You are tired of average. You want more out of life. You know you're capable of something greater. This show will help you become resilient in your home, at work, and in your community. Welcome to the Resilient Humans Podcast with your host, Kevin Wood. All right. Hey, welcome to Resilient Resilient Humans Podcast. Uh, This is our first one, and we're going to do things a little differently today for for the uh, inaugural grand opening here of the podcast. I actually have my friend Scott Ramage here, and he's going to be basically interviewing me, uh, asking me some questions, getting a little deeper into who I am, what I'm all about, what this podcast is all about. Um, he's been a, a friend of mine for a while now, a couple of years now. Uh, met him through the the gym uh, stratosphere, basically. And uh, he's a podcaster himself, so he has uh, definitely a lot of experience with this. So uh, I'll give it over to Scott. Hey, Kevin. I'm super honored, first of all, to be able to do this. It's very, it's different. It's going to be fun. I've wanted to do this for a while, and most people are like, I don't know what to do on my first podcast. And then I say, well, I'll interview you and they figure it out. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I think this is such a great opportunity because when we, when, when we start a podcast, I've started, I think eight, when we start a podcast, maybe not that many, but when we start a podcast, it's like, how do I tell everybody what I want to tell them? And this is a great opportunity. And it's been, um, it's an honor to be asked. And so I appreciate it, brother. It's, this uh, is going to be I'm fun. Super appreciative of you yeah. coming here. This is, uh, this is definitely worth, uh, worth it. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So one thing I, I, I love to share before I'm going to let you share, but one thing I want to share before is the fact that we've been talking, alluding to podcasts, maybe a year, maybe six, seven months. And I remember you showed me some equipment and I'm like, yes, do it. And, and finally your wife messaged me a while back. <laughs> it's like, Hey, Kevin's birthday is coming up. And I'm like, yes, let's go. And I said, you can buy stuff for him, but you, he must absolutely must get on the phone with me. Cause I wanted to give you that final prop, but I, you didn't need it. You're ready to roll. The timing's right. And that's really what matters. And your message, I know because I, I pay attention to your content online. Your message is phenomenal. So I'm super excited you, for you to have this, po- this platform to just spread it and give people this opportunity to learn more about themselves and how they can be better humans, be more resilient humans, which I absolutely love the podcast title, by the way, I'm a little jealous to be, to be honest (laughs) with you. So, um, so like, let's, let's talk about the Kevin Wood story. We, many of, many people know that you are a gym owner and, um, you're super passionate about CrossFit and helping people be healthy, helping people be resilient. But there's got to be something from your past that really kind of drove you into the direction of being a gym owner and kind of stepping into this leadership role of helping people see the pathway of resistance as the pathway of growth. Yeah, it's uh, it started a long time ago back in high school. That's I don't know how long ago that's over 20 years ago. <laughs> um, there was a we had an event at our school. So one of my favorite teachers of all time, uh, Mike Fogarty. He was my grade nine teacher and he introduced us to uh, a challenge. It was called Cape challenge. And we went to Cape and rage. Uh, it's a, a local area around here. That's it's literally my favorite place on earth. I actually have a tattoo of it on my arm. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> it's uh, it's that, that meaningful to me. Um, and Cape challenge is exactly that. It's about challenging yourself. So there was a group of us, um, the, the first group from Riverview high that, that went, and it was this 
uh, multi-day event. Uh, we had to stay there, pack everything, um, and then we were set out to overcome challenges. And it was kayaking in the Bay of Fundy, rappelling off a 150-foot cliff, um, climbing, wow. uh, rock climbing. It was all these amazing, super fun things that really pushed you to your limits. Um, and then above and beyond that, they actually asked you to do things as a group. So there was some team building and some kind of grittiness to it. Um, and that's really how it all started, uh, was my first go at uh, Cape Challenge. And eventually, um, after, after high school, I actually worked there as, uh, an, as an instructor. So I actually got to help people through those things. Uh, when I became a teacher, uh, I took students there as well. Uh, was also a, a rappelling and kayaking guide. Uh, so it was really cool to be able to help people overcome those mental barriers that they ac actually had in their head that they didn't know that were there. So that's a really cool background. And, and the fact that you kind of fell with it, fell in love with it early on, it's, it's like you had this, uh, this passion and then you created this mission around that passion, which has come 20 plus years which is, is really cool. A lot of people will kind of change and fluctuate what they're doing, but you've been very consistent in that. I have a question for you because I've interviewed a lot of folks and I talk a lot, a lot about doing hard things because I think it's an incredibly important part of growth. And many people come from really hard backgrounds. I am not one of those, like things I, I had a blessed life. Like I just you know, I, I enjoyed things. I didn't have a tough upbringing. I didn't have a hard home. I didn't have to overcome major obstacles, but I still love challenge. Do you have any of those types of background things that really like you, you saw early on, like, and overcame something early on that had drove you to always be pursuing these, these tough things? Yeah. With, with regards to life, I, I have to say I've had it pretty easy. Um, middle-aged white guy. I literally, <laughs> I've never been overweight. I don't have diabetes. Like I've never overcome like a, a major heart malfunction, nothing. Um, so I've always wanted to put myself into those uh, hard, challenging, uh, try to overcome obstacle um, type things from that, from that young age, from, from high school, basically. So that's, I really believe that's how you grow. You have to grow by going through hard times. And if you, if you don't, if you purposely avoid things that are hard and challenging, then you're going to stay pretty flat throughout the rest of your life. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to wait a while to ask you this question, but I want to dive right into it because I think it's very relevant. You, you've had this kind of this easy breezy existence, you know, like you said, and <clears throat> there's a lot of people out there who've had really ridiculous hard things to overcome. Maybe they were, they had some abuse in their past, or maybe they have never been fit or they've been obese. You know, there's all sorts of ways that we can look at challenges. Why do you think that uh, choosing to challenge yourself is just as important, or do you even think it's just as important for those people as it is for someone like you? When you choose to do it, you put yourself into a um, almost a controlled, uh, challenge when we were at Cape challenge in high school and even taking kids through it, there was a sense of risk, but we were never in danger, right? It was never life threatening. And some things that people go through in their, in their life are life threatening. And that's, that's unfortunate. And I hope 
most people don't have to go through life-threatening things in order to develop and to change. So I think it's it's just as important to put yourself through those things because you know it's done in a relatively safe environment. I'm actually reading a book right now recommended by you, uh, The Comfort Crisis. It actually talks about that. There's kind of like two rules and it has to have, rule number one is there has to be a, a risk of failure and rule number two is you can't die. So <laughs> with those two things in mind, that's really how you create your challenges. That's good. And by the way, that's an incredible book. And you and I were talking about it because you said, well, I've been doing hard things and studying, doing hard things for a long time. Like, I think there's still some lessons in there. And even you and I talked and I, I have built up this repertoire on my morning routine that's, you know, quite, quite long. And I do these hard things. And after reading that book, I'm like, okay, what can I do? I do a 45 minute walk and then I work out. I'm like, I'm going to add a ruck pack to my 45 minute walk and it sucks. <laughs> it's hard. Yep. And it, and that's exactly what we're talking about is just always kind of like uh, laying this layering this up. And the, the whole point is that it's helping me become a better human. I'm, I'm being challenged. And there's a lot of things that come in line with that challenge. How did you choose CrossFit for your first business or for your business? You, you run a CrossFit gym. You and I have several, uh, similar backgrounds in education, but, and I've owned a CrossFit gym as well. Like it's hard. Is that what drew you to it? Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so the, the little background on that, I was a phys ed teacher for, for five years, uh, in the area here. Um, I didn't really have the fitness component. I was like the skinny scrawny kid. You could count, count my ribs. Uh, I weighed 158 pounds soaking wet. Um, at six foot three, that's not a lot of weight behind you. No. Um, so I wanted to dive more into that fitness aspect of the physical education component. I knew all the sports and all that stuff, but um, so yeah, I took a, a personal fitness course. Uh, I met somebody there that also did CrossFit and I was like, wow, this is cool. So once um, I was planted with the seed basically of saying, hey, you should open a, a CrossFit gym. I'm like, that's crazy. And the more I thought about it, it was like, I could, I think I could do it. And then I started telling people and 50% of the people in my life said, you're absolutely insane. Why would you give up a teacher's pension and, and a secure job to, to go out and do that? You know, gyms don't stick around that long. Right. And then the other 50% were like, go all in, you got this, come on. Um, but the, the just starting CrossFit itself, that was December 5th of 2006 a long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, my first workout was the filthy fifties. So it's 10 different movements, 50 reps of each. I think I made it halfway through the list and I had to stop because it was like an hour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I couldn't walk downstairs for about four days. I had to actually ask the secretary at the school for the key to the elevator because I couldn't walk downstairs. <laughs> and I haven't stopped since. <laughs> yeah. So it, it crushed your soul and you loved it crush my soul and my body yeah. all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really hard concept for people to understand. So I'm really hoping to kind of bridge the gap in the time that we have of, you know, why something that made you like not, you failed, you basically kind of failed, but you didn't because that wasn't the last time you did that, that workout. And I'm sure you've crushed it since, which is, you know, if you stopped, I would have said you failed. So you, you did something that was hard for you. It didn't quite work. I mean, you, you suffered from it, the physical, the physical side effects. But having to take the elevator at school is, is quite hum 
humiliating is <laughs> a little bit yeah. a little bit of a um, chink in your pride i'm sure uh, so like why do things where you're at risk for failure so that that was a big hit to the ego because i was the phys ed teacher i'm supposed <laughs> to be the fit guy and a little workout that i found on the internet crushed me like it made me unable to walk that that didn't sit well with me so I was like, I'm going to do something about that. So then I, after I was able to regain my ability to walk, uh, I went back onto the website and I just kind of cherry picked it at first. I right. kind of go back and not do the workout of the day, but I'd pick things that I kind of knew what they were back then. There were no like instructional videos <laughs> or coaches really on how to do these things. So you're left to your own, um, devices to find out. But, um, that was, that was kind of the point I wanted to prove to myself um, that I was capable of doing hard things and basically ri rise from that failure. What have you, what have you learned as, as somebody now who puts uh, your business is putting other people in hard places, but you're also, your business is also training their mind and their body and their mentality, their, you know, their mindset to overcome. How has that affected your life? And, and let's walk through that a little bit. That's my purpose. <laughs> That's really it. Um, I've literally trained over a thousand people that have walked through the doors of our gym. And I, I can see it's, it's funny. So, like when people come up to me and they're like, Hey, I did this thing. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I knew you could do it all. Like to me, it's, I know you did it. I know you could have done it. It's, it's mind blowing to them. And to me, it's not. Mm -hmm. I see things in people, what they're capable of doing before they see it themselves. And then it's my job to bridge that gap. And it's sometimes more challenging than others. Some, some people they're like, they're all bought in, they're ready to go. And with others, it takes more like some gentle nudges or some gentle pulls to kind of get them in that direction. And that is the joy of being a coach. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the magic right there. It, it, isn't it true? You see more in people than they see in themselves. And you are literally a catalyst in people's lives. So first of all, having been in those shoes and then having watched you over the last few years, uh, your messaging, your your passion are exude. And it's one reason, you know, I make, make it a, uh, a point to stay in touch with you because I, I really appreciate what you're doing and the way you speak life into maybe some others that may, it may not be directed at one person, but it's, it's life breathing stuff. So I love it. I love your mission. Let's talk a little bit about why the podcast. I mean, you have, you have your gyms, you've made an impact there, but let's, um, let's give the, everyone who listens to this, you, you got, you, I'm, I'm just going to do a little promo for you, Kevin. Uh, you've got to go ahead and just subscribe because there's something in his message for everyone, whether you can barely stand up from your couch or you're an accomplished marathoner, um, maybe you're a long-distance bike rider, or you're really good at CrossFit, there's always, always a new challenge out there. So I, I truly believe that there's something in this for everyone, no matter what stage you're at, and I'm looking forward to kind of following along in the journey. So that's number one. Um, so what can people expect? What, you know, what are the was, whys and hows and what's? Sure. So the, the whole point here is to show people that they are capable of more by using other people as examples. The people that I plan on interviewing, they've either gone through or are currently going through struggles that they're 
overcoming or have overcome. And I want those messages to be put out there because they themselves don't really have that voice mm. uh, or the platform to be able to do that. So that's that's my goal is to give them that platform so that that message can get out there and hopefully inspire others to create action. That's my goal is I want I don't want you just to listen to this. That's dumb. I want you to do something after you listen to it. That's the point. Do it. And you don't, you don't have to pay anything. You, I'm not selling anything. Just do something, make a difference in your life. That's the point of the podcast. And I, I really like this. You know, I'm not selling anything. I'm not, I think a lot of people don't understand that. They're like, what's the angle? What? <laughs> like the there, angle. there's no angle. There's no tricks. Like I have nothing to sell you. Just listen and then do something. That is it. That's all I want. Yeah. When you're passionate about something and you have a life mission, you have a purpose, you don't need a monetary reward for that. The getting the message out is the, is, is the main thing and telling that's people the stories. currency. That's yeah. the currency for me. That's, yeah. that's seeing people change. That's incredible. So, uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the specifics so people know what, what to expect. And I'm putting you on the spot cause we didn't discuss sure, yeah. this. So are you going to be releasing, um, one a month, one a week, one, what, what's your schedule plans? Yeah. So the goal is one a week and we'll kind of alternate. So, uh, one week it'll be an interview with uh, a resilient human. And then the other weeks will be, uh, me just sharing things that I've gone through tips, tricks, strategies, hacks, whatever you want to call it, um, that you can actually do implement. It's again, it's all about being practical, actionable so that you can start making changes no matter how big, how small there's literally always something you can do. I had this chat with somebody the other day, they were talking about their stress and mm. how it was super high, their full-time job, they're in school, they run a farm, like a lot of stress. I was like, so what are you doing for uh, stress management? He goes, uh, nothing. I don't really have time. Okay. Well, do you have time to take five deep breaths? He goes, yeah, I think I do. I said, yeah, you just did one. How did, how good did that feel? He goes, oh yeah, I, I guess I could do something like that. So anything, you can always do something. That's the answer. Yeah, I love that. A lot of people see making change in their life as like a big turnover and it's scary and it's fearful and they get fearful. The The, the trick here is I think, and you would, you would agree, is you can start small and, and, and build and build and build. And then you look, look across at what you've accomplished over the last year. And you're like, how did that, how did that happen? I'm a, I'm, I will give a testimony, you know, two and a half years ago, I decided I need some change in my life. There's some things physically and emotionally and mentally that I have got to get lined out. And it was literally just that those take one little challenge, tiny, easy step, and then add another and then add another. Absolutely. And you look back and this is how I tell people, it's like, my overnight success took me two and a half years. It was, it, and, and it, I did not sit down, write out everything I wanted to achieve and start on everything I wanted to achieve the next day. I started very small and I love that you brought that up because it can simply start as take five deep breaths a day and then, then reflect on what has that done for your mentality, which it, it will be a huge, It'll be a huge uh, effect. In fact, we were in a in a uh, mastermind a couple of years back, and you were talking about like your morning, and you were really kind of starting to dial in. So you were just yes. starting into kind of like revisiting your art, which I've seen some of the stuff; it's phenomenal. And then you were starting to talk about, I think you were doing like some free flow. You were doing some some breathing. So how's that come along since the last two and a half years? And by the way, that's really kind of when I 
took what I was doing, which was okay, and upped the game. So I'd love to hear how yeah. your journey's been since. So it was going well until we got a small puppy that kind of threw a, <laughs> a wrench into Understood. things a little bit. Um, but we're getting back into that sense of normalcy. But I haven't really missed my morning routine. It still happens, just not in the same fashion. So that's part of being flexible. Yes. It's okay if things aren't exactly as you had planned before, as long as you're consistently doing something, that's what matters. So I'm still doing um, morning breaths, morning affirmations. I'll do meditation as well. I'm on a 200 some day streak. Right. On. Uh, Right. So it's all guided. Um, I'm getting into this. I just actually posted it today about um, the pro level um, course that's on, on the app. I f don't feel like a pro at all, um, but I'm definitely getting more comfortable with it. So it's, I, I basically said, once I signed up for the pro course, it's like taking the training wheels off and it's mm -hmm. more free time in your head. So uh, that's part of it. Morning breakfast routine is unchanged. That's, that's no different. So I just feel dialed in. And every time I accomplish my morning routine, it really sets up my day for possible success. Yeah. And even if it's not successful, I still accomplish my morning routine. So there's always right. something to be proud of. Right. I think uh, I, I did the puppy thing too. Mine, I've had mine a little over a year, maybe a little longer. I don't, I don't even remember two years now, <laughs> but uh, it was part of the catalyst for introducing like a whole nother 45 minute part of my morning routine, which I'm not saying everybody go out and add, you know, make your morning routine two, three hours, but, um, it added to mine and it's been, I'm so thankful for it because it added a gratitude practice as well as a, um, another part of like mindfulness practice that I'm, I just got to get the miles in for my very active dog. And, and I'm going to put that into miles too. Now I grew up, grabbed a rucksack and I'm carrying an extra, you know, 20, 30 pounds with me as I go, which is another challenge. But um, before I kind of allow you to, to sign off, I'm really excited about this. I, I think it's, um, I know it's going to be super valuable. I do want to do something that I didn't talk to you about. So sorry. I want to make sure that any listeners know the importance of hitting that subscribe button and rating and reviewing the podcast. You can wait a few episodes, but don't wait too long. Those are, those are such important steps. If you believe one, that Kevin has something to offer in in the resources he's sharing, which you should, because there's 100% proof behind it. If you want to support Kevin, or if you want other people to get this message because you've been a recipient of it, it's you, it is your duty <laughs> on this free platform that the only currency is helping other people. It's your duty to do, do that subscribe rate and review. And the review is where you actually go and you write a little thing and you can actually now do that on Spotify. So if you're listening on Apple, that's definitely where you want to do it and Spotify as well. So I just wanted to put that out there. Kevin, is there anything I missed that you want to share? And then I'll let you close this out. No, I'm again, super appreciative of you taking your time to, to put this together, to, to interview me. Basically, it definitely made my first official podcast way more comfortable, uh, the whole experience is is all new to me. So this is, again, part of being resilient, going out and doing new things. This is all new. I'm learning as I go, but I have a lot of help from you. So um, I appreciate that. It's my pleasure, man. Right on. So again, thank you to Scott for, uh, for interviewing me and taking me through my first podcast. Again, like he said, rate, review, subscribe, whatever you can do to help me, to help more people, that is the goal. So thank you for listening and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.